Welcome to the new PTSD. The new PTSD, Present Traumatic Soul Disorder. Surely you're uh, familiar with the traditional form uh, of, of PTSD, Post Traumatic Stress Disorder. And in that, when someone has gone through a horrible uh, uh, trauma, but in the battlefield from childhood, and that's the post, and there comes a time physically and emotionally where you may not be able to have dealt with it then, you can then deal with it later, and it just becomes uh, an overwhelming sense of stress, which is disorienting. But the new PTSD, the uh, present traumatic soul disorder, is this. In the year 2020, our whole world have been thrown for a loop. Whether it's the pandemic or the economic challenges or the racial uh, uh, tensions or the, uh, 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 the things that are going on with being a political year and on all sides, all politicians are jumping in and stirring things up, trying to get, you know, uh, for more attention to themselves. Uh, you just have a lot of tension. You have people who are pro-mask. You have people who are anti-mask. You have these deep down uh, type of things and there's a lot of anger going on. And so what happens is during the season, as we all know, uh, the level of tension is very present. It's been only been going on for four or five months now and we have, and it's going on today and we don't know when, it, when it's going to end. It's present. It's traumatic. It's causing many people to experience a profound sense of fear, or loss, anxiety, depression, fear of the economics, uh, and other feelings that, that they may not be used to uh, experiencing, especially in such a compressed period of time. I coach uh, pastors and leaders and business leaders all over the country, and I'm just noticing that there's, a, there's kind of this level of anger going on. For those that have a sense of, uh, uh, they, they like control, they like rhythm, they like uh, being able to have uh, a sense of predictability, all of that's been thrown off for them. But then there are others, uh, such as myself, an entrepreneurial type. I, if things are not changing, I'll change things just whether it needs it or not. So you would think that during a time like this, it would work well for me because a lot of change is happening. But what I've discovered is, is that for, uh, even for your entrepreneurial types, if there's not clarity of where it is that we're supposed to be going and where we're going to end up and what things are going to look forward, you know, in the future, then it just becomes disorienting all the time and it kind of gives it an underlying uh, depression or anger. And I think about uh, other types of people. Uh, I think of, uh, for example, what's going on now with the school systems. I do not envy school administrators trying to make these decisions. And it seems like they're going back and forth, but who can blame them, you know, trying to figure out how in the world what the safe and right thing is. But I would add into that, I am glad that I am not a parent of a school-aged child right now. Because as a parent, you're not only worried about my child's safety, my child's, uh, 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 you know, their education, their social interactions, and all of those different dynamics, but knowing that whatever decisions are made, uh, 
it is likely to throw your rhythms off. And you, don't, you have no idea to that and a sense of tension and an anxiety. And so it's traumatic. It's present. It's traumatic. Soul. I believe that for most people that I talk to, there's a sense that they just know something is off. Sure, we've experienced different things before. We've experienced different challenges before. That's not new. But there's something different about this season. And your soul can't quite put your finger on it. You can't quite put language to it. But something just doesn't feel right. Present soul, present um, uh, traumatic soul disorder. Things are just very disoriented right now, and you can't argue that. I preached, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago here, and I was talking about change. And there I, I made uh, observation on how very little of the Scripture was written to a people who were experiencing a good economy, that things were normal, that things were predictable. It's actually quite the opposite. For the most of the Israelites, the the uh, challenges that they were going through, the bondage, the slavery, or the uh, unpredictability of the future. And even when God gave them clear direction amongst God's people, not unlike today, there's a difference of opinions and going back and forth of what the right way is and what the wrong way is. And so most of our scriptures were written in the context for days like this. One of the things that intrigues me about what the scriptures talk about is this fact that that we that during the times of all of this you know tension and I would think it would I would always naturally gravitate to thinking that it's going to talk about how we got to stand up and muster and be strong and all that's true but one of the uh, principles that the Bible teaches is chill relax Rest. I'm not sure why of the Ten Commandments, the longest written one gets thrown out the most. This idea of taking a Sabbath. And it was so important to God, he even modeled it at the beginning of, of, um, uh, of all history. And, 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 you know, on the seventh day, he relaxed. And that's why I entitled today's message, Relax, Having Confidence in Jesus. Because the truth is, is that a time of rest is actually an expectation that God has on us. This is a little harder for me to hear because I'm a doer. And I feel like I got to keep busy and keep doing things. And that's where it, it, is, it is almost what my value can be rooted into that. To the point that if I can't say that, you know, say, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy, really busy. Then suddenly I have devalued myself. But you add into it this whole pandemic where things are not stable or straight. And you, you, it feels like our foundations are kind of taken out from underneath us. It is so difficult to relax. But the implications of Scripture is that if... We don't take time to rest, and we don't take time of sabbatical, and we don't relax. 
We are in direct defiance of God's command to us. It even says in verse 1 that we've read uh, that therefore, since a promise of entering rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you have found falling short of it. Later on, it talks about how uh, Joshua had given them rest. But, um, excuse me, for if Joshua had given them rest, Joshua was disobedient. He didn't allow them to rest. God wouldn't have spoken these words about another day. And talks about the need for sabbatical and taking a break from all of your works. Intentional rest is actually a command. And and rest would appear that during this season that it would be an easier time to rest. I travel a lot, and all of a sudden, all of my business trips got canceled, and everything with my strategic plan that I turned into my boss, and all the things that I had planned on my calendars got taken off. I just thought, this is a time I actually practice more rest. And I don't know about you, but it really wasn't that way. It's because it's a temptation to feel anxious about all these different times. I'm about to make a statement. And before I do, I want to tell you I have a caveat to the statement. But let me go ahead and make the statement. Anxiety and fear is a possible sign that you are out of sync spiritually. Anxiety and fear is a possible sign that you are out of sync spiritually. I told you there's a caveat. The caveat is the word possible. Please, if you are in a position where a medical doctor said you're, the chem, you have a chemical imbalance and therefore you're taking uh, some medication to help uh, uh, to offset that, that's a gift from God in today's modern technology. If you're seeing a professional counselor or a pastor or, or friends and you're getting uh, mentored and kind of working through some different things, that is awesome. Please don't, don't stop that. But is, it is tempting, or if you're, uh, when you're dealing with anxiety and, and uh, stress and fear, um, it's tempting to flip the statement and use it in an improper way, saying, oh, you know, I need to be feel guilty. Maybe I'm not as close to God. Maybe God doesn't love me anymore. I'm not saying any of those things. But I am saying is that when we are in some very difficult uh, times, we oftentimes have gotten to the point where we are so, have gotten so comfortable in our predictability and in our routines that when that gets taken away from us, we immediately become self-absorbed and go, woe is me, and we start fearing everything and having anxiety about everything. And yet, the scriptures are very clear that during these times is a great time to turn to God and say, you know what, God? My identity is in you. My security is in you. Do you know that in the scriptures, it what the greatest, most frequent, common command is in the Bible? Fear not. Fear not. 
Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. I got this, God is saying. I cover, I'm covering all of this, God is saying. I am protecting you. It is, uh, some would say that the, uh, the term, the words fear not appears 365 times in the Bible, which means for every single day, there is a fear not. Relax. Trust in God. Others would argue, well, depending on the translations, a few more or a few less. Who cares? The point is, it says it a lot. In fact, if you just take this concept of, uh, of fearing not, of just saying, you know, the Lord's saying, don't be worried, don't have anxiety, trust in me. If you just take that concept, it's talked about over 500 times in the Bible. And yet, Sometimes, some of us, we've seen God do some really cool things, uh, and, and, and uh, all of us that are Christians have known what it means to have transformation in our lives, and yet when everything goes, suddenly goes uh, haywire, we can kind of retreat back to a way that we would have been before we knew Christ, and to say, I've got to buckle down, I've got to take care of myself, and allow anxiety. And you have to ask, have I gotten so dependent on the familiar and what I can control that the um, second that life is not easy, I go into a downward spiral? Or has my confidence and security been replaced by self-dependency? And that's what scriptures have been teaching over and over. Remember, when he's saying fear not, they're going through instability, uh, economic challenges way worse than we're even going through now. Because here's the truth. Jesus is our absolute source of true rest. Jesus is our absolute source of true rest. Scripture teaches, therefore, if we have a great high priest who has ascended into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we possess. Remember, this was during this time saying, don't worry, fear not. Let us just, just hold on to this faith that we possess. For we do not have a high priest who was unable to empathize with our weaknesses, you know what that's saying? It's saying, Jesus is saying, I understand. You're not alone. I am with you. He not only empathizes because of what all that he went through during his time here on earth, but all throughout world history, the billions and billions, if not trillions of people that that. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit guided during those times and during through tumultuous time. He gets it. He understands. He says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence that we may receive and find grace when in our time of need. But if to understand that Jesus is the absolute source of true rest, we must deepen our understanding of rest. We should incorporate, of course, God's word, because it says in, in verse 12, for the, for the word of God is alive, active, and sharper than any double-edged sword. 
But to deepen your understanding of rest, because a lot of times when I say the word rest, what we immediately think is some form of escape. Me time. I got to take care of me. I got to become inward focused. That's rest. I think that's a dysfunctional form of rest. I think a true functional form of rest is being able to say to break away from all of our activity, breaking away from the tyranny of the urgent and just saying, Lord, you're my source. I can find rest in you. All of this stuff that's going on inside of my heart, all of these fears, and all of these anxieties, I don't even have explanations. I don't even know where we're going. But I'm taking them and I'm laying them on the table before you and trusting that you know I don't have to hold the world with my hands. You've got it. I don't have to control everything about my day. You got it. And so it's not a self-centered form. So rest is a time to recharge. And my challenge is find the best type of rest for you. A lot of times we feel like, well, if we're going to rest, okay, we have this idea that uh, I know how this works. I've got to spend an hour in prayer, an hour reading scripture, an hour this and an hour that, and doing all of these great things. Uh, and if you can do all that, great, good for you. But did you realize that we serve an incredibly creative God? He is so creative. He is called the creator. And he created the earth and he made the beauty and the different colors and the atmosphere. And he's creative. And he created a unique you. And in that uniqueness, just go before the Lord and say, Lord, help me to understand what does it mean to have rest in you with my wiring? Give you some examples. If you've been here long enough, you know that our pastor, Ross, loves to surf. I saw him here this morning, so I can testify he's not out in the tropical storm hurricane surfing, but I would have thought that he would have been. For him, that is rest. But to know his character and his wiring, it's a time that he's getting out there and just, first of all, getting away from it all, decompress. And then he spends time just kind of in prayer, reflecting on the things of God. Then he'll spend time with a, maybe a scripture that he's thinking about. He's, he's thinking about and kind of chewing on that or processing something. Now, I can't surf, but I have my own way. Sometimes it's going through a hike through the woods, and other times it's hopping on my motorcycle. Now, you should never, ever, ever text and drive. But when you have a motorcycle, it's totally not an option. So I, I find myself, first of all, decompressing and getting away from it all. And then I find myself just in prayer or taking things that I've been struggling over and just giving it to the Lord and, and, and saying, Lord, I need you. I need to stop holding on to this. My rest is in you. My wife, she's a totally different way. My wife is a, a worshiper. And sometimes people have commented to me, said, boy, when I see her on stage here, uh, you can tell she's really worshiping. And I just want to say, it's not just a Sunday morning thing. This is what she does at home every day. 
for her to really rest in Jesus. She's cranking up that worship music and she's raising her hand and she's just in worship. And I know when I hear the worship music coming up loud that she is just engaging in the heart of God. I have a friend who, she's an artist and she's got a Bible that the scripture is kind of written more in the center of the Bible, and there's two senses of, of margins that are blank. They don't have commentaries on the side or cross-references on the side. And what she does is she's reading the scriptures. She's drawing pictures of what God is revealing to her. Sometimes it has directly to do with the passage. Maybe sometimes it has something to do with uh, uh, something that's going on in her life. That way would not work for me. I would have stick figure after stick figure after stick figure, and I still couldn't tell you day after day what, what I was trying to say in my last, you know, piece of art. But I'm hoping you're getting your, my point. How, what does rest look like for you in the Lord? What does it look like for you just to be able to say, Lord, I'm going to trust in you, and I'm going to let go. What does rest in Jesus look like for you, and how are you practicing it? I've heard it said before, to avoid burnout, divert daily, figuring out what relaxes, withdraw weekly, that whole scripture passage is talking about the Sabbath and just taking larger chunks of time, and I can get oriented with God abandoned annually, taking some time off. In fact, after this service, my wife and I are going to brave the storm out there that, that is coming, and uh, we're going to get away for our vacation time. It is just taking time and just pushing everything aside, saying, I don't have to be in control. God, you are in control. Sometimes taking rest, rest is a bigger step of faith than just trying to go out there and do stuff. Rethink your strategies, what I'm saying. What are the important non-urgent habits you need to incorporate in your life? What are the important non-urgent habits you need to uh, incorporate in your life? You know about the important urgent things. That's called the tyranny of the urgent. That's the chaos. That's that level of stress that you've got to deal with things. The things that, are, that you're holding on the front of your head and, and all those things that's kind of keeping you up at night. I find that I find a greater connection with God with things that are important but non-urgent. For example... If you skipped your devotional time this morning with the Lord, did you get zapped by lightning? No. Can you get away with skipping it for a week, a month, a, a year? And are you going to get zapped by lightning? No. Because God's just going to patiently wait for you. It's important, but it doesn't have that sense of urgency. And I find that the things that aren't banging on us, like the tyranny of the urgent, we tend to put it off, put it off, put it off. And yet those are the very things that allows us to get alone with God and just to say, God, uh, you're not going to force this into my life. My step of faith is to be able to say, I want to focus on what is most important and even though it's not urgent. So rethink your strategy. What are your important non-urgent habits you need to incorporate in your life? 
So, in summary, relax through building your confidence in Jesus. Find freshness with Jesus. Jesus is our absolute source of rest. It is not, again, it's not just about escape. It is about saying, Lord, I just turn this over to you. My rest is in you. Jesus is truly superior over everything. Rethink your strategy. Go home and spend time and say, what are important, non-urgent habits that I can incorporate into my life? That I begin to say, God, even during a chaotic, PTSD, post, excuse me, present, traumatic, soul disordering time like now, I can find rest because who Jesus is in my life.